Hello, it is Monday, February 1st. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is the latest edition of the Almost Daily, come on now, MMA podcast. Almost Daily because, like I've said in the past, I'm gonna, I try and do this every day, Monday through Friday, but things going on right now um, over here that may limit it a little bit, but I'll do my best, but don't be surprised if you see a day or two missed per week, and I'll try and make up for that. Maybe give you some Saturday stuff or some Sunday stuff, but I'll do my best, but it's free, so what can you do? If you want to donate some cash, you could always go to the the Patreon, which I will list, and that would be greatly appreciated, but no pressure. So let's start with Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall seems to think that UFC middleweight champion Israel Adesanya is hand-picking his fights. Um, and here's what he said to Mike Heck from MMA Fighting. He's picking fights and maybe he has that leverage, but maybe I think that way because I want to fight him so bad, I really want to fight him. And if if Israel Adesanya is picking fights, he's picking particularly difficult fights because if you look at it, here are his past um his past three fights were Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero, Paula Costa, and now he's moving up to fight light heavyweight champion Jan Blachowicz. So if he's picking fights, he's picking fights at the top of uh, the top of the middleweight and light heavyweight rankings. So this is just I uh, not a very there's no credence to this statement, and the the reality is that. If you look at the rankings here, which I'll pull up, it's not like um, Israel Adesanya is avoiding the number eight ranked Uriah Hall. Because, come on, man. There's people above Hall that would give Adesanya more pause than Uriah Hall. So, and Darren Till uh, answered this, and he said, as much as I think Uriah Hall is a tough fight for. Ada Lasagna, in fact, for anyone in the division, Ada Lasagna, just terrible. Ain't picking his opponents. He's fought all killers, just my opinion. That's uh, a good opinion to hold. Adesanya is not running from anyone or, or picking easy fights. If anything, he's picking difficult fights. So I get what Hall's trying to do here, uh, stir up some some animosity, but... There's no one that can say that Adesanya is running from anyone. So let's just cut that off as uh, right now. Well, Charles Oliveira. In December, I predicted that Charles Oliveira would be the forgotten man in the lightweight division. And I'm going to guess that that's going to come true. If you remember in the lead up to UFC 257, Dana White said that Oliveira had been offered the Chandler Michael Chandler fight, but he had to turn it down because the weight cut was going to be too tough and he needed more time to cut weight. And during that time, White said, and I quote, we offered him this fight with Chandler, but he couldn't make weight, so you can't blame the guy for that. And then he went on to say that Oliveira was going to remain in the mix for a title shot. And let's not forget, Charles Oliveira, eight-fight winning streak in the lightweight division, probably deserves the shot 
against the title shot against Dustin Poirier. That's who I think should fight for the title based on merit. And we know merit is probably pretty far down on the list of things the UFC considers when it when it books a title fight. And so now I think the UFC is setting Charles Oliveira up to be removed from that picture because he was allegedly offered a UFC 258 fight against Charles, I mean against Michael Chandler. And UFC 258 takes place um, February 13th. So again, less than two weeks notice. And here's what Oliver Vera's manager had to say, uh, sorry, his coach, and this is via Sure Dog Original Sources, um, AG Fight. Charles had never been so close to the belt, and it's important to note that he worked hard for that. He is on an eight-fight winning streak with seven coming via submission or KO. The fans and even Poye recognize that. Today is February 1. It makes no sense for us to set the title eliminator for 11 days from now. Charles needs time to lose weight. We lose about two days with the visa stuff, and of course we need to prepare for the fight itself. Our goal is to fight for the belt against Poirier, but if Poirier will not fight for the belt and the UFC wants to make the Chandler fight for the belt, no problem. But all champions have two or three months to make a camp to get ready. We already did crazy stuff like except Clay Guida in 10 days and Tony Ferguson in 20, but I think for all that Charles has done, he deserves to have a full camp going for that title. All of these, all of that makes perfect sense, and it's not going to matter to the UFC. What the UFC wants to do now is pretty clear to me, and that is set Michael Chandler up for a title fight. And so you go from Dana White saying it makes perfect sense that this kid kid, couldn't accept the fight because he needed to cut weight, and then when you turn around and give him a shorter notice fight under more difficult circumstances— now this becomes, well, we offered him two title, two fights against Chandler, and he turned them both down. This kid doesn't want to fight. He'll call us when he wants to fight. That's the, that's the tact White um, so often takes. Is, is it true? In this case, it's unequivocally untrue. You have a fighter who cannot cut the weight in a short amount of time, and you're going to offer him a fight already knowing that he cannot accept this fight and be healthy and be healthy. And so now you're going to... What my what my thinking is, now you're going to use this against him. While a couple weeks ago it was acceptable that he couldn't take it, now it's going to be unacceptable, and Michael Chandler is going to end up getting the title fight all over Oliveira. This is what I see happening, because this is something that has happened before. This is the tag White uses to discredit fighters, to make them look bad in the media. And the media... Under the under the uh, impress, you know, they just say, "Well, Dana White says this, this, and this," and don't offer context of what Oliveira's coach said or what Oliveira went through for two fifty seven and two fifty eight. That he was asked to take short notice fights, knowing that he could not make the weight cut. And so, it's unfair. It's stupid. It's ugly. But I'm. Um, more than 90% sure this is how it's going to play out. And Charles of Oliveira will be the forgotten man. So then you'll get Chandler, then you'll get McGregor, and then the UFC will hope somewhere while those are happening, Oliveira loses. 
it's stupid. It makes no sense to me on paper other than we paid a bunch of money for Michael Chandler and we want to get our money's worth and Charles Oliveira, sorry, you don't you don't move the needle, you don't talk trash, you just go out and win and that's not enough for us. It sends a pretty despicable message to fighters across the UFC, but the message has been sent before and it'll be sent again and someone like Tony Ferguson or Charles Oliveira will pay the price. Sorry, but that's what I'm seeing right here. So the UFC announced that it's going to celebrate Black History Month. And I'm torn on this. On one side, I think it's good. On, a sec on, the, on uh, the other side, I think it's uh, nothing but PR. So let's look at the PR side. White was out on the stump for uh, a known racist in Donald Trump who has racist po had racist policies when he was president, made racist statements, and White was all in. And you can't separate yourself from that once you're all in on that. Once you use racist dog whistles like um, something about our, uh, our fantastic cities, our, our cities are being overrun, and things like that, which White said while he was out stumping for, for Trump and among the and just lying while he was at the RNC. And so, if you support a guy with these racist policies and ha who has made racist statements, that's a direct reflection on you. If you're going to say that we need him as the president, now that's not saying you directly endorse those things, but you 100% indirectly endorse them when you endorse that person. And you can't tell me that that's not true. You don't have to. He, White did not have to endorse Trump. If White disagreed with his policies and his actions and his statements, especially those on race, well, then you just don't, don't endorse him. At least not to the length of speaking at the RNC. And so... Now you've painted him yourself with that brush. Because say I'm going to vote for somebody, but they're racist. My, I w not, I'm not going to vote for somebody. Just say I like the policies of somebody. But the, but the one thing that I don't like is that they're racist. Well, that one bad thing in this case outweighs all the good things. Because now you're just hating people. For nothing other than the color of their skin or their background or their religion. You, you just have a baseless hate. And I can't, I can't in good conscience vote for that. I, and I wouldn't. But White went all in and appeared for that man. So I don't care what White's stances are at, under, as far as this goes. He showed me he was okay with a racist. And that is not something that should ever happen. And so I will judge someone on that. And for the UFC to come around here and then support Black History Month, it looks like it's just being done to cover up for White's recent endorsement of Trump. It just seems that way. Is it that way? I don't know. The fact that the last time the UFC celebrated Black History Month was 2014 tells me that it might be 
a more of a PR move than a real social movement? Where's the mention of donating to charities? Where's the mention of supporting Black Lives Matter? Where is any of this? It just says it's going to support and celebrate African-American and black UFC fighters through the years. Other than that, it's pretty vague. And if you go to the website now, the UFC.com slash black dash history, the page is a hot mess. The graphics are screwed up. Uh, and it's sitting here, and it's a terrible look. It, it, it shows that the UFC posted a page for everyone to see that is just messy and the, and it's janky and you know you can't read it it it's it says black history month and then uh, over that it also says black history month in a larger more dense font and i mean it's messy and shows little care so if that's how you're going to launch then i have no faith that you're really invested in this um, shouldn't you check how a website looks before you launch it that's just me. I don't know. So where is all this? Where is all this coming from? To me, it looks like a, a simply a a PR move, and the UFC has done these moves before. And if I was at the a media event and I could ask Dana White a question or two or a couple questions, the first one I would ask is. Why is this the first time since 2014 the UFC has mentioned Black History Month? And where did the uh, UFC's video um, selling, uh, I forget what it was, the video about Trump that the UFC did for the anniversary where, I, I, for, I forget what it was called, but it was a ridiculous over-the-top tip of the hat to how Trump helped the UFC. Where did that video go? And why did Dana White support Trump, who he had to know, had racist policies and had made racist statements. And how do you, how does all this fit together with the UFC's Black History Month celebration? Those would be questions I would ask because they're valid questions because white is the face of the UFC and that face doesn't match up with what the UFC is doing right now. So is somebody going to ask those questions? I doubt it, but they should be answered. They should be asked, and I'm not buying this. Not buying it one bit. It comes across as a, uh, a PR move, nothing more, nothing less, and that's uh, that's about it for that. I don't know if I have anything else here um, right now, and I do not. So on that note, I'm going to close it out for today. I'll be try and be back tomorrow. And uh, if not, I will be back shortly thereafter. I probably won't go more than one day without doing one here. So um, that's all I really have for today. And uh, I will be back. Until then, everyone stay safe.